You are now tuned in to Poppy Chulo Radio, your web portal for the best in pop culture news and interviews. What we need today is young bloods and brains. The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome, foolish mortals, to Horror Hotel, a PoppyChuloRadio.com and iTunes exclusive PoppyChulo Radio pop culture on demand. I am your host and hotel owner, Jeffrey Aruz. We're so glad you could check in. We've been dying to have you. Here on Horror Hotel, we're going to explore some of Hollywood's scariest, most frightening, and creepiest films. Please welcome my co-hosts, Concierge Supervisor Legionnaire. Oh, I couldn't take my eyes off his walking stick. Oh. <laughs> we'll, leave. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> oh, well, damn. Night Auditor, Mark Estes. Hello, hello, hello. And Banquet Manager, Ramon Marquise. Hello, welcome back. Good to see you. Before we head on over to the ballroom, let's step by the front desk where one of our bellhops has a few special announcements. Good evening. We thank you for your patronage. Please step all the way in and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. I didn't mean to frighten you prematurely. The real chills come later. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash p c r horror hotel. Follow Panpichulo Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Panpichulo Radio. For more information on Horror Hotel, visit panpichuloradio.com slash horror hotel. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at panpichuloradio.com. Help support Panpichulo Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash panpichuloradio. Are you interested in joining the Panpichulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at panpichuloradio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Panpichulo Radio programs by visiting panpichuloradio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Panpichulo Radio's Horror Hotel and subscribe. Now, grab some popcorn and some snacks. You may step into the ballroom. It's time for your feature presentation. Thank you. It's time to fire up the film projector in our ballroom so that we can discuss 1941's The Wolfman. Here's the official synopsis of the film. A practical man returns to his homeland, is attacked by a creature of folklore, and infected with a horrific disease. His disciplined mind tells him cannot possibly exist. Alright, so you all know my first question. Has anyone seen this movie before? Who has and who hasn't ever seen this film? We will start off with Legionnaire. Um, I have not seen this movie before. Mark? I had seen it all the way through, but yeah. <laughs> Ramon? 
Nope, never seen it. And I had never seen it. So Mark had seen more of this movie than the three of us combined. (laughs) There you go. All right, so let's get into it. Let's talk about this cast. And uh, we have starring in uh, the iconic role of uh, Lawrence Larry Talbot, a.k.a. The Wolfman, as the um, opening uh, photo credits uh, spoiled for people, I guess. We have Lon Chaney Jr. Yeah. Very, very iconic. Can I say that he looks like Benicio Del Toro a little bit? I'm just saying. Man. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah I was actually, uh, you know, in, in my early days of, of sexual confusion, I, I was actually crushing on Lon Chaney Jr. for a bit. Go, come on, come on, old school crush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had Claude Rains as Sir, Ta- Sir John Talbot. Now, is it me or did Claude and... Um, Lon looked like they could have been brothers instead of father and son. Absolutely. Yeah, he clearly did not look like <laughs> that they were father and son, but hey. <laughs> it's all right. We we worked with it. Right. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting, wasn't it? We had uh also our homeboy, Bella Lugosi, and I would call that like a cameo, because that was very fast, as uh, a yeah. character appropriately named Bella. I was all here for Bella Lugosi, when I saw his name coming across, because I'm not going to lie, the part I saw was post-Larry getting bit, but seeing Bella Lugosi, I'm like, oh shit, he was in this too? And I felt right. like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I need to have my car revoked, because I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> And we had Evelyn Anchors as Gwen, our damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. I, I liked her. I really liked her. I did too. She was a she was a quintessential universal um, screen queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a shout out to Maria Uspenskaya as Maleva. Mm-hmm. The fortune teller. Yeah. Yeah. She, she took me up too. Well. She was good. Was there anyone else in the cast that sort of stood out? Any of um, the other cast members that I didn't mention? Ralph Bellamy, because I, was, I didn't know his career extended back that far. Um, I could I forget what I saw him in. That's the problem. I was like, where did I see Ralph Bellamy in? But I want to say it was or- Disorderlies, maybe. And I could be wrong, but I know that his, his oh, name... Ralph, Ralph Bellamy was one of the, um, one of the uh, guys from... Um... Trading places as well. Yes, that's probably another place where I remember seeing him at. I just remember that name. And I was like, hell, he looks like he's 40 right there, but no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, in a good way. He like a, he looked like a good 40. Not a bad, you know. <laughs> well, there you saying, go. Stop. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of young. He was, he was young and hot. So let's get into this story. So... Uh, Basically, we are treated to, um, like at the very start of the movie, a um, definition of lycanthropy, which is uh, Mm -hmm. werewolfism. And, uh, you know, it's basically this old legend and folklore of uh, humans that imagine themselves as wolfmen. And um, basically, whoever's a victim of this, they uh, assume the physical characteristics of a wolf. And the legend per this definition is that there's a small village near the Talbot Castle, which still um, claims that that werewolfism exists basically and so then obviously like the next thing that we're introduced to is the talbot castle and um we uh, meet the core cast basically and um yeah let's talk about the sets because i mean we're immediately taken into the talbot castle so let's talk about all of the sets just in general the talbot castle the woods the graveyard the the small town the antique shop all of it in general what did we think of the various sets and the set design uh i thought they were pretty uh pretty standard and typical for universal 
uh, studios at that time. I mean, the Talbots were clearly living large. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And in charge. <laughs> right. Yeah. I love their home. I really like the, the, mm-hmm. the very grand and fancy. And Yeah, I enjoyed it. Like you mm-hmm. said, you could definitely tell they were very well off. I liked it. I mean, I love it was grand. I went to Carrington, but it looked like since they were like Wales, maybe Downton Abbey-ish, you know what I'm saying? But I was trying to figure out how did these Americans come over here and let me stop. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, <laughs> it just, I was like, okay, they're American, but they got, they living good. They're living great. Right. And, you know, mm-hmm. so, and all that was his. That little small little village and stuff is going to be his one day. I'm like, okay, then, I see it. I can see it, but I don't know. Yeah, the accents threw me off in the beginning because I'm like, okay, he's got a British accent, but there are all these Americans in the town. And then all of a sudden, they're gypsies. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, how the hell does that work? But I said, okay, you know, it's 1941. Right. Universe is like, look, we give y'all this damn picture. Y'all just sit here and take it for what it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. and take y'all asses home and come back next weekend for the next picture we give you. I guess basically. Yeah, like pretty much. There were there were gypsies in Wales. I was like, okay, I guess. Quite quite diverse. <laughs> right, they got around. Apparently, with their caravan. Um, as far as the sets though, I thought all of them like looked really good and were very well done, especially for the times. I always think like outdoor scenes, like when they do forests and stuff, they always look fake, but the uh-huh. the fakeness always gives it a sense of realism. And I know I've mentioned that before, and it, it's it's a weird sort of dichotomy, but it just, they look really nice, though. They look beautiful and gorgeous, and even yeah. though there is that sense of fakeness to them. Right. Yeah, it always seems to, it always seems to work for the atmosphere in the movie. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah so probably never, also because never... it's black and white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, I kind of the the, the, um, the wood scenes for some reason, like you just said, it, they're fake. But I was there. I was like, you know, I I bought into that, even though it's 2017. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, because in Wales it's kind of foggy. <laughs> I'm not saying like I've been over there before, though, but usually. <laughs> At night, it's like I don't care what. Even recent Sherlock episodes have been filmed. It's like it's always foggy. It's like mm-hmm. so I bought it to there. It's like yeah, I can, I can, I can get there. So, did people in the 1940s have short attention spans? Because we had to get that poem three times within the span of ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like. I know it's like I, okay, we right. get it, we get it. Right, like we got, we got it the first time. Like wow, like are you really finna give me this one more time? And then another time. Right, right. Yeah, that was a lot. So okay, so you have Larry, and he's back home because of the death of his brother and all this kind of stuff, and he studies. Uh, what was it? It was like. Um, he was. He studies astrology, right? Not astrology, but astronomy. Astronomy. And um, so he's like, he is setting up this telescope, and uh, he does a whole rear window thing on um, this beautiful woman in town. And so he decides to like go to the antique shop that's right below it. Yeah, you know, because a lot of. Uh, towns like that you know the the people they live upstairs uh, above the shop and so he goes to the shop and he immediately becomes a creeper yes i was like oh no honey your mag game is not working because that is creepy (laughs) he's never picked up a woman apparently (laughs) because it was really bad and like really creepy like <laughs> you got any earrings now how about those earrings that you were wearing before <laughs> right i was like what you doing baby like what are you doing right i was like okay you peeping into the window that's cool i mean that's like, like cool i'm just saying like that's one thing because you just have saw this beautiful girl but then you went into the damn next shop like yeah i saw what you was what earrings you were wearing what drawers you were putting on like what was the point purse right, right. i saw all of that very and stalkerish like, very and she was like what like how did you know all that <laughs> then she was looking at your goddamn window what the fuck uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm sorry I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 
And then not only that, but then he was like, okay, so I'm going to pick you up at 8. And she's like, no. But he's like, no, but for real, like, I'm picking you up at 8. And then she's like, no. But then he's like, no, but for real, real, like, I am picking you up at 8. And then she's still like, no. And he'll, he's like, I'll be here at 8. <laughs> and then right. he went home and talked to his dad about it. He said, oh, so that's the girl's name. I'm like, you didn't get, I mean, oh, oh, that's the girl who works at the shop. I'm like, oh, you didn't get her name? But you going to pick up at 8. Right, but she going to go to that 8 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like what? You gonna get your name? Get her name? Once y'all wake up in the morning, I mean, what? <laughs> yeah, that was weird. And so he ends up picking her up at eight, and um, she's all coy and shit. But then she's wearing the earring, so obviously she was ready. Uh-huh. But she was not an idiot because she brings a third wheel, much to his chagrin. <laughs> right, <laughs> smart girl. Yeah. Cause Jenny. they made a date to go see the fortune tellers, the gypsies that are that sort of uh, caravaned into town. And um, Jenny wants to get her fortune read as well. I thought it was weird because first of all, who wants to do that on a date? A for- getting your fortune? Yeah. Mm. Especially a first date. Right. Because then they're like, y'all aren't supposed to be together. Right. So that's going to be awkward <laughs> as hell the rest of the night. First date with a third wheel? Okay, I see y'all roll over there. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was very weird. And Jenny was like the quintessential. If Gwen was the quintessential like leading lady, then Jenny was the quintessential Lucy, or the the, the best friend who always gets up getting killed or some way or the other, or injured or something. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's like Jesus. <laughs> Poor Jenny. We'll get to her in a moment. But when. Well, no, let's actually, let's talk about Jenny first, and then I'll ask my questions afterwards. So, Jenny goes, and she's getting her fortune read, and immediately, the fortune teller, Bella, played by Bella Lugosi, like, you know, is uh, freaked out by the wolfbane, and uh, then all of a sudden, Jenny's getting her fortune read, and... uh, he sees a pentagram on uh, the palm of her hand. He freaks out, and she's like, what did you see? What did you see? And I'm like, well, he's freaking out, so obviously something. And um, he's like, come back tomorrow, and I will read your fortune. And then all of a sudden, he starts having some sort of fit type of thing. And Jenny screams and, and runs through the forest, and then she gets attacked by a wolf and uh, larry ends up saving her and he ends up like beating the shit out of that wolf and he's scratched up as well he ends up getting a ride home with um one of the the gypsy woman and we see once they investigate her death that there's a man there and it is bella who's been bludgeoned in the head to death. Mm. And so we all put two and two together. We also learned earlier that apparently a uh, werewolf, that that the next victim can be seen because they have a pentagram on their palm, something like that. Uh And And so Jenny was the next victim, but... Could she have been turned into a werewolf had Larry not intervened? I think so. But the hmm. way the wolf was shaking their, their body, I'm like, I don't know. I don't see no life for her no more. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he wasn't interested in biting her. He was interested in killing her. Yeah, poor Jenny. <laughs> poor Jenny. She got that check, though. Right. She yes. did. So, okay, so you are Larry. And you wake up the next day, and you're experiencing life. When do you realize something is wrong? <laughs> do you realize it when you keep on hearing that uh, uh, fable? Like, everyone just keeps on telling it to you, to your face about the were people? Do you realize something is wrong when, uh, you know, you get bit by a wolf and then you don't have any bite marks? Do you realize something is wrong when you can't shoot a wolf at the carnival? Mm. Or do you realize something is wrong once the gypsy woman tells you you're a werewolf? I think for me, it would have been, clearly I know I got bit. 
and you know this is fangs. It's not like this is human teeth. These are fangs, mm. but I don't right. got not one mark on my body. Right. Yeah, that would have that would have been like not even a scratch, not even red, not even swollen, like nothing. Yeah, for me that would have did it. Well, did they come in? Remind me, did they come in and tell, ask him like questions and be like, "Yeah, you said you beat up a wolf, but Jenny's body is." We found Jenny's body, but we also found a man's body, a gypsy, and mm-hmm. we was a wolf. And then yes, like, and then wolf. their excuse was, "Well, maybe it was in the dark, and so he thought Bella was a wolf." I'm like, "What?" Uh-huh. No, not that how I was shook last night, but um, but that's what I think for me would have been like, okay, now I know good and well, I saw a wolf. I held a pelt, mm-hmm. right? I held a pelt, mm-hmm. and he was shaking me just as much as I was shaking his ass. So yeah, that's why I would have been like, no, something's wrong. Y'all need, gotta went back with them now. Y'all show me where y'all see a body. Y'all seen all these footprints. Right. Well, wolf, these wolf prints. So clearly, I wasn't lying. <laughs> right. That's true. Yeah. He should have realized something was wrong. And I hated the fact that, like, the gypsy woman is like, "You are a werewolf. Like, you should wear this." And he's like, "No, I'm not. Like, I don't." I don't think so. And I'm like, but then he's like, Gwen, you need to wear this to protect yourself. And I'm like, dude, you should have been wearing that shit the whole damn time. Right. It's like, okay, what, what are you, what are you going through? I mean, so now you believe it, you don't believe it. What? <laughs> it's like, it was just weird. It's like at one, one moment it was like, he wasn't buying anything she was talking about, but yeah, but then he turns around and gives Gwen the necklace. It's like, oh, girl, I need you to be safe. Here, wear this. Well, if you don't believe in it, then what are you, what are you protecting her from? Yeah, that was that was interesting. And uh, it was a weird, that was a weird little plot point. Because I wasn't sure where his mindset was on like the whole thing. But then obviously he had to realize that something was going on once he made his first kill, and then he started having flashbacks. So, yeah. Let's talk about... And I do, Wait, go I, ahead. I do have a question. Mm-hmm. Did I miss the part where Gwen told him from the very beginning that she already got a man? She didn't tell him until, like, <laughs> way later, though. Yeah, so, I'm like, girl, clearly he's macking you, right? <laughs> but somehow you just neglect to put out that, ooh, you know what? All oh, this is real cute, but I got a man. That should be the first thing she said. She really she should have. Guy. She took. She was actually on the date exactly yeah. when they like <laughs> went to separate because Jenny was getting her fortune, and then she was like, "Well, you do realize I got a man," and he was basically like. And what you ain't got to do with me? <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Right, because clearly she let it go. She let it go on far enough where he knew he thought he had a chance. But let's be honest here. When um, what was the guy? What was her boyfriend's name? Frank or um, Anders and Frank Andrews. Right, yeah. He walked into the. When he walked to the screen. I'm like basic. <laughs> and so then she looked at she looked at Larry like Larry got money he has money and then when Frank walks to the screen you're like oh he's so basic <laughs> he's like he screams commoners that's why she was at, like playing the thing oh but you know I got a man but we can swing this though I just want to see if you ain't crazy because you can have money be crazy but so she knew what she was doing get that coin. Yeah, that was it was very suspicious and it was very funny on his part because Frank was basically like, you know, you do realize like we're commoners and he's like rich. So like what would right, he want with right. you basically? Mm, right. Dreams do come true. <laughs> yes, that is <laughs> yes. true. Okay, so let's talk about Miss Williams. Miss Williams barging into the shop. And, and making accusation, accusations about everything. Yes, I like, look at this heifer right here. <laughs> right. Like, she coming here talking about something. I need to know why my daughter was out at a... Because she's grown and making right. grown. Right. Hey. What are you doing? She, hey, she came in there doing the most. That's the girl. Right. What? <laughs> she was so extra. Like, later, go so well. And then once Larry bursts in, like, what do you have to say? And she freaks the fuck out. 
I didn't get that though. I was like, what did I mean like I didn't get that. I mean I get it, I got it, but I didn't get it. Like he just came back to town and are you really freaking out? I don't know. It just threw me for a loop. I'm like, no, nah, keep your keep your resolve, keep your talk crazy him. It's not like he can fire you or anything like that. Then again, I thought, well, maybe she does work for his phone and stuff like that. But, well that um, is true. But I love how um like even though she was very um she was doing the most she she did put two and two together she was like well you know larry talbot you know came into town and we never had no wolves and we never had no murders like hello <laughs> like larry, larry talbot come to town and my daughter did what's up with that right what's going on <laughs> yeah let's talk about that kiss so larry gives gwen the um the pendant that's supposed to protect a, a person from the transformation, I guess. Mm. And then she's like, well, you know, I, I need to give you something in return. And so they kiss. And then she looks all like, oh shit, what the hell just happened? And basically runs off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she got moist. She's like, let me go take care right. of that. Right. She's got to feel a little twitch. Like, oh, wait a minute. What's going on? That's too much. So let's talk about the transformation. What did we think of the effects and the makeup that was used to turn Larry into the Wolfman? That yak hair gave me everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you ain't never lied. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, it was classic though. It was yeah. really classic. Mm-hmm. And I like how they started from the feet up. Right. With the face, yeah. it started with the feet because I think when he was sitting there throwing all his clothes off, you was thinking going, but he got down to his legs, his legs got hairy, and he just started from there and moved his way on up until he got to the woods. And it was a big reveal, but at the same time, it wasn't. It was just like, you know, here's Lon Chaney as the Wolfman, finally. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, still, like, awesome how they shot that. Yeah, yeah. I like the reveal, too. I thought it was, it was kind of neat how they did it. Mm-hmm. And Bella turned into an actual wolf. He didn't. Though. Right, right. Yeah, Bella, Bella became a wolf, and Larry was more wolf-like. Right, right. Maybe they can afford enough money for both productions. For another wolf. Right. This ain't our budget, so this is what we're going to do here. <laughs> yeah, because I was so hoping when I saw Bell, I'm like, oh, he, he's going to be a wolf, a werewolf, and a vampire in Universal Monsters. I'm like, that's going to be hot. But I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's, oh, yeah. And I don't know why I set myself up for that because Lord knows that they had tons of pictures of him in Werewolf Get Up. I don't know. Naive on me. <laughs> so, uh, the. Uh... Grave Digger gets killed mm-hmm. by the Wolfman, and rumors start swirling in the town. And Larry decides to show up at the funeral, and the town is not having it. <laughs> no, they are clearly not having it. It's like, oh no, shade, shame, shame, shame. <laughs> Poor Larry. Yes. Yeah, they were casting tall palm trees. Okay. So towards, I guess, heading towards the climax of uh, the movie, like, a lot of stuff happens. Like, Larry keeps on transforming. At one point, he gets caught in a trap. But then um, Maleva ends up uh, helping him out, basically, in mm-hmm. in a sense and uh, then at the end uh, we see him like go full on attack mode 
to Gwen, and that's when uh, his father ends up killing him. And uh, we have that spectacular scene where uh, mm-hmm. uh, Sir John Talbot sees his son transform from the Wolfman into his human form. Mm-hmm. What I thought was kind of neat is like throughout the um, the film, the cane kept on coming back because one of the things that we learned is uh, that uh, silver. Any type of silver can uh, kill the Wolfman. And so this cane that very early on in uh, the movie, Larry bought from Gwen's uh, antique shop. It just keeps, mm-hmm. kept on coming back into the fold. So as, like, just talking about, like, the climax, what did we think of, uh, like, the last quarter of the movie when um, Larry just kept on transforming into the wolf and uh, it, it seemed as if we were just we were going to be heading into some sort of deadly conflict whether it was Larry as the wolfman dying or Larry killing someone uh, that he cared about yeah for a second I thought he was going to I thought that uh you know, the way he snatched Gwen up, well, I thought she, I was sure she was dead. Mm-hmm. She was shook. Yeah, right. <laughs> snatched her right up. Started throwing her around. I was like, ooh. Right. Very aggressive. Yeah, very aggressive. She probably liked it. I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> she probably liked it. Why was she out there alone? That's and true, too. Just got to go after her man. But Cass, I'm not she right. If she had the pendant on, did she even have the pendant on? She was probably like, "This is some bullshit." Like she didn't wear it. <laughs> got my neck hanging she was like, "I like, I like my little spangly earrings better." Right. <laughs> right. She probably left that thing at home somewhere. Then you know the um the townsfolk went on a whole you know um torch and rabble rabble rabble. But she didn't even have a weapon. Nothing. Right. She just. Ran hello hello butt out there. She's got a store full of canes, and she didn't even take one. Right. None of those canes mm. revealed to be a, a sword at the end. Like you just take it off, and it's a sword. I don't know. I was just like, girl, why are you out there, like for real? And I appreciate it also being either kitty heels or some type of heels. Completely right. Just, right. just defenseless. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Did any of you think that she might have gotten scratched or something, and she's yes. going to be like the That's wolf something. lady? Yes, I thought that he scratched her or bit her or something, or even the dad. I was like, one of them got bit or something like that because mm. the way he was handling them. He was like, I'm going to take one of y'all down, but me, y'all, I'm going to be the only person sitting here changed at night. I need a companion of some sort. So. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, it was, just, uh, it was just tragic, and watching, uh, uh, watching his father, you know, come to the realization that he killed his own son was just, it was it was it was a good acting moment. Especially, yeah, especially by the son. That son coming home to to mourn the death of his other son. So now he's mm-hmm. childless. He has nobody. Yeah, Claude Rains sold it. Like his performance yeah. at the end, like the shock and the horror and the terror, like on his face, was uh, really nice mm-hmm. to see. Like he really sold it. Right when he was watching him change, it was like, oh my god. And then when. Uh, when um, Paul comes on in, he's like, oh, well, I, I guess, uh, you know, Larry must have died fighting off the wolf and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and like, Miss, like Sir Talbot, like, he knows the truth. And he's like, mm-hmm. you know, I have no idea how the hell to explain this. Exactly. I really like the transformation effect. I mean, it's a simple effect, but I, I liked it. it. You know, it's... Mm-hmm you know, multiple shots morphing into mm-hmm. one, basically. But uh, I really enjoyed that. I thought it was uh, very neat to see him slowly go from uh, the Wolfman back to Larry. It was simple, but very effective. Yeah. There's yeah. one moment where he had his little Afro poof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There were so many sequels to this movie. 
Had yeah, any of you uh, seen any of the sequels or any of the uh, crossover films? I know that there's a Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, and uh, there was, uh, I think, in Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, the Wolfman appears. Yeah, like, yeah that, was my, that was my favorite. Yeah. I've seen those. And he, never... like, Sorry. repeated the role. Like, he kept on playing mm-hmm. the role of the Wolfman. Oh, yeah. interesting. And I did read up that he, that all the stuff, I'm doing air quotes here, sequels, he never got his own direct sequel. It was just like he was right. in one of the other Monsters movies or something like that. And, oh. and did y'all notice that the moon had nothing to do with his transformation? Yes. This, and yeah. they said that, in the, and I think it was in the either House of Frankenstein or House of Dracula. His body was dug up by, uh, and the moon hit it, and that's what made him arrive. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right, that's how they explained him coming back to right. life. That's interesting. So I guess he's a werewolf zombie, technically, <laughs> yeah. in the sequels. Pretty much, mm-hmm. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, he did a really great job, though. Like, he sold it as Larry and... Uh, the transformation, like him acting very animalistic, w- was really good. Like just you know the the way he cre- crept around uh, the forest and uh, yeah, like he sold it with his eyes and with his movements and everything. Mm-hmm. Very believable. Yeah, and with just you know simple makeup and prosthetics, mm-hmm. hair and. You know, it was very simply done, as opposed to the CGI world that we live in now. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's what's cool about a lot of movies from that time period. They were very simple. Technology really wasn't as advanced, but they were still sometimes more effective than some of the movies of today. Yeah. Did any of you find it just almost funny how Maleva was always at the right place at the right time? The right time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she always happened to be lurking somewhere about. She's always out in them streets in the forest. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, Maleva's out, out in them streets doing her okay. thing. I like the scene where she was talking to um, the father, and she was mm-hmm. like pretty much reading him. Like, she mm-hmm. pretty much read him. Like, you know, yeah, you're going to need this soon, and you go ahead and search for the wolf man. Yeah, you go right ahead here. Mm. I like how she was. I like how she was like deadpan, like reading him, like right. Yeah, she ended up chatting with all of our main characters in the woods that night, pretty much, because she had that scene with Gwen as well. She got around. She Girl, did. Either you come with me, or you're gonna get got by him. And Gwen ran off, and she's like, "Okay, fine, whatever." She's <laughs> <laughs> she made her choices, mm-hmm. just like yeah. Jenny. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Hashtag choices. Yes. Shout out to right. Mrs. Williams. Let's get into... Uh, wait, actually, before before I get into awards, was there anything else that you all wanted to discuss? That, um, you know, any plot point or anything that I did not touch? Um, no. Okay. No, just that I noted that the, um, that the poem actually originally was not what I remembered. Um, and then, but then they talked more about that as I read about the movie. It says the, the last line is, um, you know, even a man who is pure at heart and says his prayer by night may become a wolf when the wolf thing blooms and the autumn moon is bright. But in subsequent movies, it's been when the moon is full and bright, which kind of lent itself to the full moon being the catalyst or the change. Mm. So, I, so, I thought, so I thought that was really interesting. Oh, that's cool. That's neat. Let's get into awards that this film has received or any sort of accolades that the film has uh, received. As far as any awards and whatnot, the only award that the Wolfman has is actually a modern day award from the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films in 2013. It won a Saturn Award for Best DVD Blu-ray Collection. 
the Universal Classic Monsters, the Essential Collection, which included The Wolfman, along with Phantom of the Opera, Dracula, Frankenstein, The Mummy, The Invisible Man, Bride of Frankenstein, and Creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm. And, of course, it did leave a lasting legacy, because as we mentioned, uh, Lon Chaney Jr. did reprise his role as the Wolfman in four sequels. But we have our own awards to give, since we are in the ballroom, and our awards are more important, I would say. And we're going to start off with the Scream Queen. (laughs) The Scream Queen? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give mine to Jenny. Yes. Yeah, oh, she Jenny. was good. Mm-hmm. That was a good scream. Yeah, I'll co sign it. Yes. Who who's the ingenue? Mm, go ahead. Yeah, I think you're gonna be a good choice. Can we give the feminist icon to Maleva? Mm, that works for me. Yeah. 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 I like it. The read of the night. You know, so John had a couple of good reads of, of, of the in the movie when he was uh, when they were investigating. He was like, oh, "You policemen are always in such a hurry, as if dead men didn't have all eternity." Almost, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That was, <laughs> yeah, a, good that was a good one. one. Yeah, and he had, had another read. He had another read about Larry's profession. Like all astronomers are amateurs. When it comes to the heavens, there's only one professional. Yes. Like, oh, okay. I like it. What about the Prudence Award for Weirdest Sexual Moment? I nominate uh, Gwen running away after the kiss. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yes. That's a good choice. Mm-hmm. The Kill of the Night. It was Jenny because she was shook. She was shook. Because she was shook. <laughs> what about the shook. Grave Digger? He was strangled a little bit. He got a little nip on the neck or something like that. But no, when that wolf, when Bella got hold of Jenny, it was over. It was like a yeah, yeah. Bella hadn't eaten for a while. (laughs) The best usage of a cheesy special effect. The transformation, would you say? Yeah, definitely the transformation. Yeah, especially since we didn't really see the facial transformation till the end. They just gave us the feet in the in the in the beginning. The most non-politically correct moment. Mm. Anything with the gypsies? Mm. Or what did you think? <laughs> did you think the gypsies were treated that well? Sort of like just the usage of gypsies and s- gypsy stereotypes? I don't no. believe they were treated that well back then. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I believe for the fact that, because I was going to ask you guys there, but it kind of slipped my mind. When Mrs. Williams was... Uh, um, accusing Larry of being like the catalyst for all the, the recent deaths. Yeah. Like, How long have them gypsies been there? You know, um, so right. have they always been there? Because Bella clearly. Um... No, they come into town. Uh, I forget. Um, Gwen mentioned it when they when the caravan when like Bella and um, Maleva came to town at first. She mm. referenced the fact that they always come in in the fall or something like that, and they stay for a short amount of time, and they read fortunes mm. and blah, 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 and that kind of thing. The reason why more gypsies showed up was what Maleva told um, the priest. You know, that's their way of mourning Bella's death. Okay. Mm. Okay. Because I was like, they... I've... I guess my point was I felt they were well treated because they weren't the scapegoats automatically for what was going on. If, if mm. that makes sense, they went automatically like, okay, y'all weird, y'all have all this, you know, supernatural crap going on, and y'all believe in all this unchristian stuff, so we're just gonna just put everything on y'all, you know. It was just like, no, nah, this dude's new in town, he gotta go, you know. So it, mm-hmm. that's. To me, you know, any other situation has been like, let's go find the gypsies and see what they got going on because we don't like their kind here. So right, mm-hmm. yeah. The only person that really said anything sort of slightly disparaging was the priest because he was like, "You and your weird traditions." And Maleva was like, mm-hmm. "We've been doing this for like thousands of years, so that's what we right. do." Oh, we have to give something to Mrs. Williams. Um, the see you next Tuesday cunt award. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> That's fine. Yes. I mean, I, I'm sorry she lost her daughter, but she was 
she was not nice Mm-mm, at all. And now I presented to her by throwing it at her. <laughs> throwing it at her. That's funny. <laughs> now it's time to rank the film in our special horror hotel categories. We have five categories. The first one is the screamer for movies that are filled with scares. We have the gut buster for movies that are grotesque. We have uh, the eye popper for f- movies that are visually impressive. We have the grave digger for films that lack scares. And we have the mind blower for overall best in show. So you may mix and match the categories. And uh, we shall start off with Ramon. <sighs> Um, I don't know. I just really liked it. I I, I think I want to give it. I think I want to do best in show. It's just something that that gravitated me towards the movie. Um, I like the simplicity, but how effective it was. I know with some of the previous movies, I just felt like, oh my god, it had nothing scary, nothing at all. But I I think this had some moments here and there. Not to say I got shook or you know real scared, like Jenny. I, right. Mm. So that's why I think I would give it best in show. Yeah. I was impressed, pleasantly impressed with the movie. Legionnaire, what about you? I'm going to give it an eye popper. I think this one was an eye popper and a mind blower. I definitely like uh, the overall, um, you know, out, outside of the nostalgia around uh, around it. And I liked it. I liked it. Uh, I thought it was shot well. I liked it visually. It looked really well and, and um, you know, still holds up for me. Mark, what about you? Um, I just want to put out here that another disclaimer, I have a big thing about werewolves um, and vampires. <laughs> and werewolves have, they kind of inched their way above vampires as of late, so me revisiting the Wolfman, which sort of started it all, I love it in terms of the werewolf factor, but for me, I would have to, I would have to give it a um, a grave digger. I hate saying it only because I want to give it an eye popper. I can give it both. I can give it both, but I just wasn't scared. I was just genuinely like to see where the werewolf legend began, where we really took off. Um, so it's, it's an eye popper and a grave digger to me. I wasn't scared. More along the lines of like, you know, this is a story, a tragic gothic story. And the in the vein is like Frankenstein and Dracula, where the story was interesting, but it didn't like have me just like nightmares and stuff. So. Are you also giving it a grave digger because the grave digger died? <laughs> uh, I was like, that was the sacrificial lamb. He had somebody had to go. He was had to be him. So yeah. well, nobody knew his name, so it's fine. Oh, right. I'm going to give it an eye popper and a mind blower as well for all the reasons that uh, Legionnaire eloquently stated. It was visually stunning and uh, just awesome and amazing overall. So now let's rate the film on a 1 to 10 hotel room key scale. The point system is allowed. And uh, we will start off with you, Mark. I would give it an 8.5. 8.5. Um, you know what? No, screw that. I'm going to make it to a 9.5 because oh, wow. I love werewolves. I love werewolves. I love <laughs> I, I'm sitting here flipping through the werewolf book right now, which gives all the history of the werewolf in cinema and stuff like that. So I love werewolves. So that's why I'm jumping up to 9.5. And it's Lon Chaney. Legionnaire, what about you? Um, this one easily gets nine and a half, uh, nine and a half keys for me. Um, I thought it was a very classic horror movie. Uh, I loved it, it visually. Uh, you know, I've always had a thing for Lon Chaney. So, uh, yeah, it gets, it gets nine and a half for me. What about you, Ramon? For me, I think for all the reasons that I gave it, you know, the whole best of show, category i would give it nine room nine nine keys okay and i agree with you ramon i'm gonna give it nine hotel room keys as well i thought it was a really really fun and interesting and suspenseful movie i uh 
enjoyed all of the actors. I think everyone brought their A game. And um, it was just, it was a nice, fun popcorn movie. I liked it. Yes, indeed. So on that note, please drag your bodies away from the ballroom and prepare to check out. Join us next time for a brand new installment of Horror Hotel. Once again, here's one of our bellhops with a few special announcements. Good evening. We thank you for your patronage. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash P-C-R, Horror Hotel. Follow Panpichulo Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Panpichulo Radio. For more information on Horror Hotel, visit panpichuloradio.com slash horror hotel. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at panpichuloradio.com. Help support Panpichulo Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash panpichuloradio. Are you interested in joining the Panpichulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at panpichuloradio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Panpichulo Radio programs by visiting panpichuloradio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Panpichulo Radio's Horror Hotel and subscribe. We hope you've brought your death certificate. Make final arrangements now. <laughs> Thank you, my fellow Horror Hotel team. Please wish our hotel guests and the listeners a good night. Take care, everybody. All right. Good night, everyone. Peace out. Thanks for tuning in. You may have checked into the Horror Hotel, but who says you're allowed to check out? Good night.